I'm probably going to have to oh, bugger off. <laughs> bugger off. Bugger off. Stop. Done. I don't want to drag anything into my toolbar. Oh. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rob. Have a break. Have a break, mate. God, your brain must hurt. He's still laughing. Still laughing at himself. Do you know, you can't uh, send out around this kid. Uh, can't uh. send out. <laughs> Greetings EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast between the 6th and the 9th of November 2023. Hello, uh, my name's Rob. Welcome to the podcast. Joining me as usual is the delightful Ree. Hello Ree, how are you? Hello Rob, I'm alright, how are you? I'm alright, very very well. So this week Ree, I joined a gym, would you believe it? Do you believe it? Yeah, I joined a gym. Fan- fabulous. Well, I am fat, so I've decided... I said fab. <laughs> oh, no, I, well, I'm saying fat, but yeah, it is fabulous oh, okay. as well. And so you get, in this gym deal, you get to go to the swimming pool that's part of, that's in the mm. gym as well. And I've discovered, I've and I've got some, did you know you could get these? Prescription swimming goggles. Oh, I did know you could get them, but I would have thought they were quite expensive. And 20 you know... quid, 20 quid. Yeah. Oh, I'm so. Oh, when, well, whenever I ever get a chance to go back to the gym, I, have I need never to get some. Seen... I always used to go swimming. I have never seen so clearly underwater in my life. I feel like Ariel when I'm down there. It's marvellous. So, what are you, a front crawler or a breaststroker? Uh, you're not a breaststroker, are you, Rob? <laughs> well, I've got I've got the breasts. Trust me, that's why I'm there. But it's <laughs> but it's um, no, I can only I can only do front crawl and backstroke. I've never been able to do breaststroke or butterfly or anything like that in my life. Never, oh, ever, ever, ever. Butterfly. Can't do it. No, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't do it at all. No, 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 no. That would have been an odd noise for the audio listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah, would have been. Yeah. No context given there whatsoever. Right. Okay. So. Uh, big old week in EastEnders this week. Mm-hmm. Big explosive week, one might say. Oh, yeah. Fire week finally arrived. It feels like we've been waiting for this fire week to happen for quite a long time, doesn't it? And it's finally it arrived. And there have mm. been a consequences. Not, however, the consequences that we suspected there would be. Do you know what's crazy about that, right? We've been speculating. I mean, Karen was obviously yeah. one on the cards that everyone was thinking. Yeah. Why did we not consider like people to do with the cafe might actually be involved? Why? Like, why would they? Why would they care? Or we, ca- or we cafe? You know, people yeah. might actually need to go people, in. Yeah, some... people that actually have a stake in whether the cafe burns to the ground or not. Yeah, yeah no, that like didn't enter occasionally our heads for a work second. there. Yeah, no, no, no. None, of, none of that, none of that. No. Uh, so we should get to the uh, the fire drama very, very mm. soon uh, later in the podcast. But there are many other stories to discuss. So let's get on with it, shall we? Let's do it. So we shall start the week with discussing the Keanu story. Now, we had issues with this last week, didn't we? We were kind of like this. It was a bit eye rolling in places, a bit kind Mm -hmm. of like old Keanu. like. However, I have to say I quite enjoyed this this week, purely because this week felt like the implications of his stupidity were coming back to bite him. And the schadenfreudic element of that was quite satisfying to watch. Yeah, I think what it was with last week was it was just so rushed that he decided to make that lie, which obviously was part of it. Because him and Karen don't have the personalities to actually (laughs) come up with this master plan to do this. So that's what felt so unrealistic last week, I think. Then this week, because we're just dealing with the consequences of last Mm. week, yeah. Went too bad. Went too yeah. bad. I did have a few. I did have a few little nitpicking things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it, I don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. There were still moments throughout the week where you're sort of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like the whole definitely. like when Karen went to go and get uh, Albie from That's the park. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And went to meet Derek Trotter in the middle of the park from Nine Horses. <laughs> oh, Del Boy. Can I just say, by the way, Malcolm on Twitter, he got himself a little bit of a fan base. Like he's become, oh. ran- and I don't mean that's, and I don't mean like a normal. Oh, he was funny because I'm a fan, but I mean a fan base. Like he is, like the unexpected sex symbol of 2023 is Malcolm. I know. I, I, I hey, he, every part. Hey, you like lid. what you like. You every like part what a lid. you like. 
I don't yeah, know what I, it was. Yeah, I... Like everybody, there was somebody. So people on Twitter were automatically thirsty for Malcolm. Hey, you know, gives me hope. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> so um, we were he... very stylish. I'll give him that. It was you very know, stylish. In an old fashion, was... Well, not in an old-fashioned way, but you know, retro no, way. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like he literally was dressed like Del Boy out of out of Angus was Horses, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, 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 exactly like that. Well, Quite yes. a funny character, though. But yes, yeah, so I mean. Th- 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 it was one of those, again, one of those things where you just kind of thought, really, people are buying this. Especially once he got to the stage when Albie had been returned to the square and there was people actually talking in the pub saying, well, thank God Karen was in the park at exactly the same just time so as Albie happened was in to be there. there. <laughs> well, that's because they don't know about all the ransom stuff, do they? No, they I don't, don't know what they thought were going on and why no. he turned up in his buggy. No. But the, the thing that got me the most is that Jean was in the park Right, we've got all these police and all these people out looking for Albie. Not one person spotted Albie on no. the way from Malcolm's flat no. to the park, and then uh, with Karen from the park to the square. Not one person spotted no. him. Well, you were all doing a really bad job at trying to find Albie, then, weren't you? Well, I tell you what, I was a big fan of the Find Albie squad. Because <laughs> what do you need to find a child? Hive his jackets. That's what you need. <laughs> I was loving that. I loved it. You know, it just it was quite nice though because you know I take the mic. However, again, another sense of the community feel that's been that's been part of the mm. show for so long. Like you totally these days, you totally buy that everyone in the square would be like, right, okay, we need to find this kid. Fair enough. Like all, do you yeah, know what? We'll, we'll all stay up all night and look for Albie. Fair play. You know, it was just it wouldn't even break a sweat with them. I like it. I like it a lot. I think when it comes to kids as well, people are yeah, definitely it, like yeah. that, aren't they? But what got me was Nish has been, you know, the leader of all of this yeah. for some reason. He's just took on that role, probably because everyone's too scared to go. I'm not doing what you say. Well, that and the fact that he but, just went through it with Nugget as well, I think, was the thing. Yeah, like, of course. We, we were led to believe that because he had been... He's like, got experience we that, Yeah, and we were led to believe that that had put an extra sort of emotional layer to the situation for Nish as well. Yeah. Even though he knew it was crap as well, but yeah. But Sonia went to go and buy some biscuits and bottles of water and no, you know, Minute Mark didn't go here, have them on us for everyone who's helping, you know, oh, still trying to make a book out of it, especially yeah. that bottled water. Kathy was handing out hot coffees left, right and centre. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. Andalene were offering drinks in pub. Yeah. I mean, that's just the panacea's all Nish over. Nish leading it. it. Nah. To be fair, though, even before Nish arrived, I can't imagine Suki would have done it either. <laughs> to be no, fair. No. When she was in charge uh, of well, Minute Mark. Well, she still is, but yeah. Th- well, the Suki that's with Eve would, but the Suki that's yes. not with Eve wouldn't. Yeah, no, would no way. Yeah, no two way, different Sukis there. Very different Sukis. Um, so yeah, so Albie's return to the square. They might, there's a scene with Dorian, which they at the start of the week where they mm. sort of like because Sharon is convinced that it was Dorian for understandable reasons, in fairness, because you know Dorian was acting like a big old hard gangster last week and was saying, "We are no." So, you know, yeah, kind of put himself the, yeah, kind of put himself right at the top of the suspect list. Mm. Uh, so they managed to corner him and he's like, wait, what? No, your kid's gone missing. No, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. It wasn't me, I promise. Um, Phil has returned this week at last. Someone reminded me on YouTube, he's been on his honeymoon. That's why. Yeah, I saw That's why that. I forgot I about that. that. They, yeah, do you know what? For future reference, they probably should remind us of that when characters have been gone thick. for so long. Because we're yeah, thick. because we don't remember. We don't always remember. I'd that, literally forgotten. Fair. I'd forgotten who Cat was. I'd forgotten that they'd got married. I'd for- yeah, <laughs> forgotten all same. that. Yeah, I know. Uh, all back. So yeah, Phil's back, and he is offering. And, and this is another very, very Phil type thing to do. Oh, what you need fifty grand? Yeah, I'll loan that to you. We will never hear about that fifty grand again from Phil. Ever, ever again. <laughs> we'll hear about it in the context of the fact that the Taylors have currently got it. But in terms of Sharon, we will never, ever hear about that again. No, <laughs> How rich not. is Phil? I need to know what Phil's net worth is. Well, it's all cash. It's all cash in hand as well, Rob. Yeah. So that's dodgy. So it's obviously from all the dodgy stuff. That Do you think Phil is a millionaire? Cash. Do you think Phil is a millionaire? He can't be far off, surely, because he's always got fifty grand like going spare. Yeah, true. Yeah, but he did go mental when Alfie lost thirty grand, like absolutely mental about yeah. it. So if you're a millionaire, that'd just be like thirty quid to him, surely. Yeah, let us. I'd be interested to know. Let's know in the comment section what you think Phil Mitchell's net worth is. I'm really, really interested. I would. I'm dying to know. I'd like an episode one day where we discover exactly how wealthy Phil is. It can't. It can't. It can't be a millionaire. These days, so it, these days, though, if you in I the mean, that Phil is in. I know a terraced house in London costs quite a bit, but you'd think yeah. you might, you know. But then again, there aren't any really bigger 
options on Albert Square. So if he wants to stay local, I guess that's what he's yeah. going to get, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Albie is returned to Sharon, obviously instant yes. relief, and she is kind of persuaded by Keanu and they seem to be getting back together again. However, Karen has got a guilty conscience, clearly. The whole pressure of the situation is clearly playing on her mind all week. I thought Lorraine Stanley was very good this week, I have to say. Um, yeah, I agree, actually. She, I thought she really was. Uh, mm. And very interestingly, at the end of the week, she has a sort of heart-to-heart, one-to-one with Sharon. You know, Sharon, I think, is prepared to sort of let bygones be bygones. We've all been through a lot. You know, we've all been through a very emotional, traumatic experience here. Let's have a cup of tea and a biscuit. Yeah, you can have some of my posh biscuits. Absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing your son again, so Yeah, whatever. so let's try and make this civilised. Yeah. And Karen sort of gives a, a bit of a spiel, saying, let's be honest here, Sharon, you're a snob. You look down on us. So, you know, and, all, and given of that kind of spiel of the awkward mother-in-law, which is very odd to, to say to a woman of Sharon's well, age, but... <laughs> See, I thought that Karen was triggered by those biscuits, to be quite honest with you, and you that's reckon? what led yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I think she was like, because she was feeling so guilty when she went in, I think she was yeah. like, oh, God, I feel awful. And then, then when a posh Sharon biscuit, just like, casually oh, no, gave her bitch. a posh biscuit, because, <laughs> oh, that's no, yeah, yeah, let me get it. She was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Look, yeah. Who, look what the cat's dragged in, eh? Little snobby snob with posh biscuits. Yeah, my so son's I going out with Hyacinth Bucket. Marvellous. Um yes. However, the end of that scene, mm. you kind of got the sense that Karen was about to spill everything, didn't you? Yeah. And then we cut away. Mm. Uh, and we didn't hear about anything regarding their meeting again, really. Sharon sort of said that Karen had been around giving her aggro and that she shouldn't really be allowed around again. She's going to do that. Understandable, you know, telling Keanu all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I'm suspicious. Oh, I'm... so you think Sharon does know? I wonder if we're gonna if Sharon's gonna start cooking carbonara again soon. <laughs> no. You know what I mean though? Like I feel like she might be holding that from that, Keanu. Yeah, I feel like Karen's told her something. Because by the end of the week, Keanu's mm. getting quite nasty with Karen as well. Like because Karen decides to hide the money. Frankly sensible, because it's obvious that he could make things ten times worse again at any moment. So Karen has decided to hide this money from him and he gets quite nasty with her and like watching with yeah, his face and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dark Keanu. Uh so I wonder if she has confessed to Sharon and now Sharon, and now the pair of them are working together. I got that impression. But would yeah, but I can't see Karen doing that against Keanu. I can't see her joining forces with Sharon like that, to be quite no. honest. No, Especially when not. she just flipped on her about the biscuits, like, I yeah. and I can't imagine Sharon being all right and going, "Oh, come on then, Karen, let's play along then." Let's I mean, not come tell on. Keanu. We've seen Sharon play the long game before. We know. Oh, that we she have. Can do it. Def- yeah, definitely. But whether <clears throat> she do that alongside Karen, Karen, who could potentially just tell Keanu everything anyway. Yeah. Go, By oh, the yeah, way, I don't think you necessarily. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily trust Karen in that mm. situation. But I don't know something about the way the scene played out. Yeah, you may have me, a point. Made me wonder if some if Sharon potentially knows and how, something. And how Sharon will like tell me it's not true when he walked in. Was she trying yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, that was tease him a little that was, bit. That was allowed. To, that was leading yeah. us along a little bit as well, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm not convinced. I think she's going to be getting her pasta sauce out again. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm not convinced actually because I just think that it's going to be the. Karen's written out. She's going to take yeah. up rap for Keanu. Well, this is the and... other thing, of course. Because we know that Karen's leaving. It's sort of like Especially now we know that she has absolutely nothing to do with the fire. because you know, So she's not getting killed <laughs> Why did you think it? I don't I know why no I thought idea. so. No idea. Well, the thing, the thing is, though, you think a, a long-term character who you can't think of a reason why they'd ever leave the square, and then some big explosive event is happening. You sort of put two and two together and come up with 11, yeah. don't you? True. But it's... With Karen, I'm sort of like, so this is all clearly still connected. Your theory last week about it, about her being basically arrested for everything that's going on here is a good one. But I wonder then, actually, if Sharon could kill two birds with one stone, maybe she does know about it and she's going to get sort Karen out first and then she's going to turn her attention to Keanu. Because if, once she's got rid of Karen, Keanu is a very easy target for her. So... I just, I personally, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, mm. but I think it's just going to lead into Sharon finding out around Christmas time, so that we're suspecting that Keanu's the guy on the floor. Maybe. But you're thinking I... that maybe she already knows, and that's what leads yeah, up to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's got. Being... I can. I wouldn't put it past Sharon to string him mm. along till her wedding on Christmas Day, 
and then events will play out as they play out. Oh, well, that'd be so Sharon. Let's have a fake wedding on Christmas Day. A fake camp reveal Christmas Day. You know, of course. Um, Yeah, I think think watch this space with what Sharon knows at this moment. Yes, I do. I do. Very interesting. Have you seen seen some spoilers, by the way, for next week? No, oh, I haven't okay. seen any spoilers for next week. I'll week, discuss no. that with you after in case Ooh, it's too off much mic. spoiler that off I've seen. Mic. Off yes. mic. It's an off mic combo. Off mic that. moment. Okay. All right, then. So, uh, yeah, do let us know in the comment section below. Who are you agreeing with here? Do you think Sharon does know something or do you think she is unaware at the moment? Leave it in the comment section below or by sending us a comment or a message on any of our social media outlets. <laughs> On to Sonia and Reese now. Now I have to say, there's elements to this that went completely over my head. You know, I you know I know you know we're talking about IVF and injections and all that kind of thing. I'm not 100 clear what does what and and how does that. So fortunately, we re, we have a mutual friend who has gone through who is going through this situation. So Re, you have been asking your friend about what exactly was going on with this storyline this week. So tell us the information yes. you have discovered. So obviously we've seen Sonia's having the injections in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just double checked with my friend because I remember her saying something to me at the start of her IVF journey about the eggs being made bigger. But she said it's actually to do with making you that it's to stop you ovulating. Yes. So that your eggs can gather. I don't know uh-huh. if that's the correct word. <laughs> gather. <I> <laughs> so that your eggs Group. are yeah. Yeah. So that your yeah. eggs are staying party. in your body basically. Can party yeah. on down. Yeah. 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 And it's to make each follicle bigger, which in turn makes your eggs bigger, which makes them easier to retrieve once they get uh, to that stage. And thereby easier so, to fertilise. Yes. And because, right. you, well, because you aren't ovulating. Sorry, I'm just reading what she's uh, yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you aren't ovulating, you don't ever release any of the eggs. They just stay where they are. So you ha- Oh, and she's even said, you have to be careful towards the end of the treatment as your ovaries are so enlarged, you could end up twisting an ovary if you do something wild. Wild, like, like wild, par- wild, like par- I'll have to ask my friend what was classed paragliding. So basically, that's what Sonia's having done right now. Okay, and I do think we were talk- we we briefly discussed this before we started recording and saying, you know, how from your male perspective, you just yeah. like, all right, well, she's having injections to make whatever. the IVF work. The end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas for me. I don't know if that's because I'm more interested in it. Mm. I would have liked to, them to have maybe explained that a bit more. Yeah, because I if mean, you're going I... to the lengths to show us that she's having injections, could you For maybe sure, just have yeah. a little brief thing about what are these injections and that's it? It doesn't need yeah. to be some I mean, I feel like... medical, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could sort of kind of overkill with detail with things like this. I think, you know, the fact know. that we... We know that, you know, the injection was to make the IVF work, okay? And so the mm. injection, I think, the way it was built up to is that the injection was sort of like a key component in the next stage of the IVF process. And the mm. idea basically this week was that Reese was inadvertently putting a lot of pressure on Sonia because yeah, Sonia wanted her body to be able to provide, basically. So mm. Reese was being Reese throughout the entire week and sort of making insensitive comments in the way that Reese does. I love yeah. Reese. I don't care what anyone says. He made me laugh this week. I do love Reese. Um, and I'm sort of intrigued. As to, I still am very intrigued to sort of see where this Reese Sonya story is going because it could go in a number of directions. So at the minute, I'm sort of just like, mm. um, but uh, Sonya, like we said, is feeling the pressure this week. And you sort of wonder whether she's having second thoughts about the whole thing, don't you? So it sort of felt like the injection was the moment where, you know, she committed to it fully because you didn't know whether she was going to kind of go, actually, do you know what? Not the best idea we've ever had. Let's believe it a little bit. So yeah, I think I think it. I don't know. She probably is thinking, should I do this? It's. I think yeah. she's just it's feeling the pressure so much because it mm. is a big deal. And yeah. then Reese even said, "Oh, you know, we're not going to have loads of chances at this, so let's get cracking." Like you say, being it's just Reese. being insensitive, Reese, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it is quite. You know, women do feel the pressure a lot of more course. when it comes to having of a baby because it's all yeah. on your body. Then, like she said to him, you know, what if I have? What did she say? Chocolate or a glass of wine or something, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, human yeah. at the end of the day. Like, come on. And so, I think yeah, actually, it's... it's it's very easy. It sounds like with the in the IVF, from what from what they were saying, it sounds like in the IVF world, it's very easy to like. There's extra elements of stuff that you're not supposed to do 
as opposed to just when you're just pregnant through normal ways if you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's with the ivf there's more ways in which it can go wrong was the impression i was getting so reese is there with like the back catalogue of everything that reese, that sonia can't eat or drink um and so yeah it's really putting the pressure on sonia and of course you know she is the woman she's the one that who, whose body has got to go through this quite dramatic process every single time this does or doesn't work so it's yeah it's no wonder that she's starting to feel a bit wobbly about the idea so the moment where they had the injection i actually thought was a really sweet moment where sort of reese did it for her kissed her stomach better where he just put it i thought that was lovely i thought that was a really really nice moment and i love these two together i know it's all going to go wrong further down the line when sonya finds out (laughs) about where this money is coming from it's all going to go cataclysmically off the rails from here but at the moment i'm sort of looking at them like you two are adorable I know Reese has got this dark side to him, but I do not care. <laughs> He's the, the I, re- I thought I thought that were a really nice moment as well when he gave her stomach a kiss where he yeah. just injected her. Yeah, mm. and I think a lot of couples who have IVF feel like it's quite important that the partner does that because it's mm. like a way for them to be involved as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I think it's nice that they're showing that, actually. I think it's mm. really good. However... <laughs> You know, we were saying we love Reese and everything. I am yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. this dark side now, and I think it's just because I've been influenced by everyone else who's saying <laughs> your it. fault. Your fault. What? But what, I can kind of see week it. Was, this week you were seeing it. Yeah, maybe that's my female perspective, but he really, he female really, intuition. Really, no, my it is the perspective because uh-huh. when he told Sonia to get a decaf latte, I were absolutely fuming for her. I were raging okay. for her. That to me was too, and I know that he's not doing it on purpose. But then it's like if you're that unaware that your some of your actions can be perceived as a bit controlling, uh-huh. and I know that's not what he meant to do, and I know that it was just him being like, no, you should be on deca. I don't know. It's something outraged me about it, and then I'm uh-huh. like, oh. I mean, I think the whole thing with that is that it's just he has no idea sometimes like how he's coming across, isn't it? Like I think that's the key thing with it. I know what you mean completely, but I think it's just that it's it's just demonstrating how just completely and utterly clueless he is uh you know even yeah. within that scene itself you know everyone's kind of fretting about the fact that albie's missing when they're all standing in the cafe and then he starts going on about this this song that his dad used to sing to him when he was locked in the loo <laughs> and then later sings it on to sonia as though that's going to cheer her up you know it's yeah but he it does just, cheer her up to be fair that's it does she, she, yeah. did, she yeah. was like oh well i love you because you've just you know cheered everyone up oh yeah so, but then right. when he yeah but then he sings it again to her later when she's coming out of the vic loop when she realizes she's oh just kind of yeah like, shut up reese you know so it's it's yeah. it's that sort of this but i think this is why these two are so perfectly matched i can't imagine anybody else in the square with reese no i can't actually I like, can't. sonia has got the I right like... level of patience for him which i think is really kind of key to her character I liked that moment with him um, with George in the Vic. Actually, that were a nice yeah. little moment. Yeah, and they yeah, had yeah. that conversation about get. Did he say getting her in the mood? And then oh, he just obviously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that yeah. was a nice little moment as well with George and Reese. I thought. Yeah, it's I I do like Reese and I like his role within the community. I feel like the majority of the square with Reese at the moment are sort of just like yeah, it's Reese, isn't it? Like they've sort of accepted him into the brood. They know what he's like. They know how awkward he can be. They know how insensitive he can be at times. So they just sort of allow him to be himself without giving him too much aggro about the situation. I I can't help it. I love Reese. I really really do. I do. I still love him, but I was angry on Sonia's behalf. <laughs> yeah, this week. because you under yeah, but actually I think you understand because of the amount of the pressure that she's putting herself under she's stressed yeah. enough as it is she doesn't need that extra level of aggro yeah is, is the like, thing. let yeah, her have a, sure. let her have a coffee man yeah. like she's a nurse as well you know she's got a yeah. lot she needs a caffeine at the minute yeah <laughs> and she stood up and she stood up to him at that moment as well didn't she she she, yeah, she, she, she made did. him she, she made did. it quite clear that she did not appreciate that so yeah i think yeah, that it's... might get tiresome for her though having to constantly explain oh, where yeah, it's gone sure. wrong i think for that'll sure. get a bit tiring for her and then like you said when he, when she finds out where this money's come from i have no idea how that's gonna go no, there's so Other many than ways badly. Can, badly is the answer to that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, there's so many ways in which it can go, and I am excited to see how it plays out. Right then, ladies and gents, next storyline. Uh, brief little storyline before we get to the cafe go boom story uh, is Dean. Uh, he his presence obviously on the square is continuing to unsettle Linda, and is Im- and the implications for his arrival are sort of made more evident this week, aren't they? Because we talk, we discover that uh, well, we don't really discover, but Cindy and Ian are desperately trying to kind of get out of this deal. Like neither of them want to be in this situation. You know, I'm glad that both of them, including Ian, because that I feel was vital to Ian's character somewhat, um, is kind of 
like, I don't want to be here with you. I hate you. Like, this is awful. I don't like the situation. And I believe you are a rapist. So, but De- Dean's basically got them over a barrel. There's nothing they can do. Um, there is another problem this week when uh, Peter is doing the branding for the pie and mash shop, which has been given the name Beals Eels. I just, <laughs> such a mad, <clears throat> excuse me. It's such a mad sort of idea, a pie, mash and eel, jellied eel shop. Like how well would you think that would actually do as a business in London, central know. London? I don't know. Like jellied eels are kind of a signature well, thing for down in London. So it it, it totally makes sense as a brand. In, have you ever tried jellied ways. eels? No, have I yet? No, I no, neither can I. <laughs> I that to me feels like something that you eat because you are supposed to, because you are from the East End. Like no I one would choose very, to eat jelly I've deals, tried surely. Very, Who came up I've with tried that? Very fresh octopus, and that's really nice. But I'd give that a go. I would give that a go. But jelly deals just doesn't mm. sound appetising. There's nothing. No part of that sounds appetising whatsoever. Jelly and eels. Like jelly is supposed to be something like made of strawberry or raspberry that wobbles on a little plate. Nothing to do with an eel. I just think that I don't know. I think there's a novelty value there that could work in London. To be honest, but... I, I I mean I agree with Ian when he's talking about sort of like the nostalgia and the fact that it's yeah. at least, as an East End sort of staple. Um, if you've tried jelly deals, please let me know in the comment section what it's like. What it what exactly is it as well? Like, I've never I don't think I've even seen what it actually looks like. What does plate. it taste similar? What does it taste of? Yeah, well. let us know. Yeah. Please let us know in the comment section below mm. and tell me how awful it tastes <laughs> it doesn't sound nice i have to say the pie and mash thing on the other hand i'd be all over that i'd be in that shop every day to be fair i've got i've got a bit of a taste of pies recently pie and mash i do like it i don't even say it because i'm you know but i hate pie do you yeah i can't stamp pastry on it oh so I you're know, not like I try not to say because I feel like I get judged when I say to people I really don't like pies, I, but I really don't I, like pies. Yeah, it's it's true. I think I don't like the pastry. Yeah, I'm questioning our questioning our friendship, and you might not. So see I wouldn't Ree, be frequenting you might not, there. This but might I... be Ree's last episode, to be honest. So thanks, Ree, for all. <laughs> 30, don't like pie. For thirty weeks of service, but yeah, well, I think it's time we went our separate <laughs> ways. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, right. So. Yeah, Peter's doing the branding for the for the deal, and Gina discovers this and basically says to him, "Right, well, as far as I'm concerned, me and you aren't aren't no there's no contact between me and you. What you're working with him, simple as that." So Peter goes to him very nobly, I thought, and said, "Look, no, I'm I'm done here." Which Dean initially seems to sort of accept, although you sort of instantly kind of like, "Well, he's clearly planning something." So he goes to Peter later and basically sort of manipulates him into still working for him, and Gina sort of sees them shaking hands. So that fallout will continue in the coming weeks. Well, is it really him working for him? Like, it's more working for his logo, dad, isn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, so I think maybe we should have just seen that Peter was giving these designs directly to Ian and that he's not yeah. actually working with Dean. Like yeah. that, he didn't really need to give them to Dean. If it's if he's doing it as a favour to Cindy and Ian, then he should have just mm. given them to Cindy and Ian. Obviously, they weren't there this week and we wouldn't have the scenes of him being with Dean. No. But, but I don't but, see why he was working with him directly anyway. Yeah, but I think also the implication as far as Gina is concerned is that she's obviously not really talking to Cindy at the moment because their relationship goes up mm. and down quicker more than a roller coaster and at the minute we're in down mode because of the fact that she is working with Dean so I think that sort of adds on to it as well so in Gina's mind it's like we're well, working with all my enemies right now mm. so yeah. it's yeah I, this whole thing with Dean it's just interesting however I have a theory and I didn't land on this theory until I was doing editing last week and we're sort of putting the right. trailers together and all that kind of thing there was a scene last week in the vic with anna okay and you remember when they were in the halloween party and she was being a detective and her and mm-hmm. zach were having this really random conversation saying oh i bet it's you i bet it's you because uh, elaine had oh, earlier yeah. had earlier said in the episode we've got a murder mystery coming up do you remember that yes and yes, then yes there was a just again a really random little scene with zach with zach and i think zach Whitney and anna and, yeah, and, yeah. Anna, and they were you know, kind of throwing this kind of theory around going well, it can't be her. it can't be her. i'm telling her she's to do with it and all that kind of and anna sort of just like, oh maybe maybe it is me on its own, perfectly innocuous, very sort of harmless, nothing really connected to anything. However, with us leading up to the events of December, the fact that Dean has arrived 
and is very sort of key and central to the six storyline. And we know the body happens in the Vic. So I wonder there may be a chance that maybe Dean Anna's tries to do involved. something to Anna and Anna is the killer. Maybe, you know. Well, now you're saying that, do you remember a bit ago me mentioning that why was why did Anna get given that necklace? That seemed like to be quite yeah, a big yeah, moment yeah, yeah. as well. So obviously the colour we realised afterwards was already accounted for. Oh yes, 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 yes. Adding all those little things up, maybe you've got a point here, Rob. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, Is maybe Anna it was involved? just it was just one of those little moments. And it's quite a classic thing to do in a sort of detective story. Like you will you will mm. throw a hint really early on in mm. in the story about like it being so and it'd be a really sort of like if you look back on it, you know basically they're telling you it's him, it's her. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those really kind mm. of clues hidden in plain sight that you sort of kind of cover up with all the foliage of all the other stories going on around it. So I sort of wonder whether that was something that I say when we watched it, when I was watching the week originally, I didn't even land on it. But then when I was mm. editing the trailers for the podcast, I noticed it and kind of was like, oh, that's weird. Why did they say that? So I think we need to keep an eye on, on young Anna because we've not seen much of her recently mm. either, have we? It's been no. a lot of Gina, but not not a lot of Anna at all. Exactly. So. Mm. I think keep an eye on young Anna, but that would mean that, but that would put Dean on the floor on Christmas Day, which seems to be everybody's key theory at the moment. That Dean seems to be the kind of number one suspect for being on the floor on Christmas Day. I still don't know whether it's too late in the process for Dean to be the body. I'm not sure. But having said that, we've got like forty odd days until Christmas. There's a lot of story you can fit into EastEnders in that time. That's like a, that's like over a month's worth of story, and we know how much can happen in EastEnders in a month. So I'm, you know, it's it's fair if it does happen, but it's yeah, I think something might be afoot there myself. Interesting. I don't think it's going to be Dean at all. No. But Anna, the Anna theory, hmm, maybe, mm, possibly. Maybe. Like you say, there's so much that could still happen. Yeah. <laughs> so much, yeah. Christmas, so. yeah. Which I mean, is, we wouldn't yeah. have expected all this with Albie, would we? So you no. know, and that's happened in space for a week. So yeah, exactly. So Anything's yeah, anything possible. can happen. Anything can happen. Mm. Let us know in the comment section below where you think. And where are you on the whole Dean being on the floor front? I'm unsure. And do you think that that scene with Anna was anything to pay attention to? Throw your theories all down below. Right, ladies and gentlemen, to the big story of the week. Kaboom! Right then, ladies and gents, the big story of the week. It feels like we've been waiting for this story to happen for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And was it worth the wait? We shall discuss it now. So the calf fire has finally occurred. Now, and it leads, I think this was all built up to really nicely throughout the week. Like you're sort of waiting like almost impatiently for the things to start happening for it. So Nish is continuing to put the pressure on Rocky. Um, there are some moments this week with Rocky where I could potentially be persuaded slightly if the moon was in the right direction and, you know, the sun was in the right and, you know, all that kind of thing that maybe, possibly, potentially, there was a bit of a maybe gambling addiction thing going on this week. A little maybe, bit, maybe, maybe, a little bit possibly. Maybe, potentially, for about five seconds, maybe. But <laughs> I still, I wonder after this week whether we're going we're gonna to hear the word gambling again from Rocky. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's it's still a bit up in the air for me personally. I know everyone's saying this to me on the comment section, and I'm very much on my own with this. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just don't see I know. It. Right. I definitely think they were trying to show you had a gambling addiction yeah. this week. I mean, that scene where he was just constantly, every time he won, putting more and more Yeah, money yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, then that's saying, the scene that got me kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he said to Olga, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not daft. I know when to stop. And she's I like, yeah. I love Olga. I love Olga. I want her to be... I feel like I she's kind of... I think I need to see more of her. I, well, this is the thing. I wonder if that she's currently at the sort of shrimpy Winston Tracy type level of character, that she's always just going to be there in the background, but she's never really going to oh, have her own story. Okay. And I'd quite like her to be promoted up a little bit to sort of semi-regular character because I quite like her. <laughs> like, they've, gone a long, they've gone a long way there to open up the bookies as a new... That's true. Yeah, because it's not been a, it's not been a thing for years, has it? The, the book is no. so she's got her own set. So and obviously Alfie works there as well. So it's there's potential there. So mm. I wonder if there is a plan for Olga going forward. I reckon there is. I think she's been a bit too in too into too in. Ugh, oh, I can't speak. <laughs> 
too involved in yeah, certain things sure. for her to not then be developing. Because she's got like quite a distinctive personality, hasn't she? Like mm. you could like you could you could maybe argue that Shrimpy and Winston and Tracy have got kind of established personalities, but I feel like hers at the stage that she's at in her history is quite yeah. developed compared to those other characters. You know what I mean? So I Yeah, I do and wonder. we have this we had all those scenes when Alfie first started as well. Like, uh, yeah. we didn't have those kinds of scenes with Tracy even this far along. So, she's, I mean, I, I know sometimes this doesn't matter, but, you know, uh, she's at the end of the credits. So, she's not amongst the regular characters in the credits whenever she appears. So, I, but she, but then Shrimpy and Tracy and Winston always tend to go on the end of the credits as well. So, that's why I wonder if okay. she's on the same level of character as them. I don't know. We'll see. This is a very boring discussion compared to what we're actually (laughs) supposed to be discussing. Yes, that's true. (laughs) um, Rocky is, as you say, kind of gambling away, gambling away, gambling away. Uh, Because Nishi's kind of turning the screws and putting the pressure on. I'm going to tell Kathy. I'm going to tell Kathy. Nish basically being an arsehole all week to him, as we've come to expect from Nish. Um, And eventually he wins enough money to pay off his first instalment. Now, were you slightly surprised? Was I the only one that was kind of like, he was getting really excited and telling, ringing Nish and saying, I've got your money. It was 500 quid. Like, the way that it had been built up to, I thought he was already owing Nish, like, two grand or something like that, but because of Nish kept applying interest. Like, what was it originally if he only needed 500 quid for that first instalment? Well, I don't know, because then when Harvey comes along and tells him he's got that payday loan, oh, no, it's how much you have to pay the loan back away. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. My brain first, was thinking that yeah. was the amount to Nish, which it wasn't. Sorry. Yeah. So, I don't know, actually. I don't know what I were expecting. How much did he borrow from Nish? Oh, we don't know. Was it two I don't, grand? I don't, I don't think we know how much we maybe do know. Right. Someone, someone will tell us in the comment section if we do know. But yeah. uh, basically, the inclination was that Nish... That, Nish kept applying this interest and it was getting yeah. he was getting more and more and more in debt. Mm. So when he was kind of just clutching this 500 quid and was all kind of happy and ringing Nish saying, I've got your money, meet you in the pub. I know it was for the first installment, but I think I was expecting him to have had to have had more considering how desperate yeah. he is at this time. I thought 500 quid was maybe a little bit dramatic for considering how desperate he is, you know? But anyway, so he's got he's managed to get this first installment in his hands and then Patrick wanders in and says, mm. uh, where do you think you're going? I've got an excellent tip. And, you know, you kind of think that's it. There was a few moments this week which I thought were really well done where you kind of, you think that Rocky's just about getting a hold of a situation and then something happens and he falls back in, he's, and he kind of stumbles and he's back where he started again. Uh, and that was this, where he loses the money on this really bad tip that Patrick gives him. And he's just getting more and more desperate throughout the week. Yeah. Now, uh, sorry, what, go on. Uh, go on. Uh, it's what's also going on is we know that the electrics are a little bit dodgy at the calf. Kathy gets electrocuted no less than three times this week, <laughs> no less than three times. Uh, and every time she lets out a little screech because the, the pl- she keeps going for the same plug and it keeps sparking and giving her an electric shock. So you can kind of see Rocky's thinking. He looks at the plug and kind of like, well. That's a nice way of getting all this money together. The calf clearly needs to explode. What I wasn't was a bit confused by was when Nish uh, spoke to him at one point during the week when he was in the car lot and said, "Right, there's a car out there. Steal that, sell it, and we'll mm-hmm. call your debt. We'll call your debt off." Which was lovely, not a bad idea. But Rocky decides because Jay returns at that point. Uh, Rocky decides, "Oh, I can't do that to Jay. Can't do that to Jay. Quite happy to blow up my wife's calf, my wife's business, but I can't steal a car off Jay." <laughs> yeah, levels. that's exactly what I thought. I, There's exactly levels. what I thought. Where's the logic? Like, had when later in the week when he speaks to Kathy and says, "Oh, what would you change about the cafe if you could, like, if you yeah. could do a refurb?" And she says, "Nothing at all. I love it." Yeah. And he didn't then think, "Oh, I shouldn't set fire to it then because you know." She absolutely loves it as it is. But no, I can't steal a car off Jay. No, No, that's far too much. Set fire to the cafe that my wife absolutely loves that she wouldn't change a thing about. This business that Kathy has put her heart and soul into over about the past 40 years, basically. Um, even when she, even when she was off, even off when she was off dead for a little bit, she soon returned straight to that cafe. You know, she loves that place. Absolutely adores Mm -hmm. that cafe. Um, uh, yes. So that was a bit odd. Uh, but Harvey has he confides in Harvey, which was quite interesting. Like he kind of basically, well, I say interesting slash stupid, because he tells Harvey, "Well, this is what my plan is. I think that a bit of insurance job at the CAF and all my problems will be solved." And Harvey's like, "Are you an actual idiot? Like that's that's a ridiculous idea. And if you do that, I'm going to tell Kathy, and I might even tell the police." 
Um, so him and Rocky end up having a fallout. I thought Rocky was really harsh to him. I thought it was unnecessarily harsh to Harvey. I felt really sorry for Harvey. It was... I mean, what, when they actually had the falling out later yeah. on, you mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he's been... Do you know, as well, for a friend like Harvey, who has got no money himself, right? Yeah, lives in rich. a house with about, what, 10 other people, At right? Least, trying yeah. to make ends meet. Yeah. To go out and say, I've got you a payday loan because I know that you'll not get one in your name or it'll, you know, yeah. they'll have to get involved with Kathy uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you do it in your name. Yeah. I've got it here. We're going to sort this out. And to then just throw it back in his face, I know that it's because Harvey then goes right. Well, I'm not doing it. But the fact that he went to those lengths in the first place, yeah, and then good he, mate. and then he has a girl like that, like, mm. yeah. Mm, Again, mm. is this a situation where we're supposed to be falling out of love with Rocky as a character to accommodate his exit? Potentially, or is it because we're trying to see that he's got such a gambling addiction, Rob? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that might be. It. That he'll say well, anything to his friends because he d- he's getting so defensive about him, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. saying anything well, about him gambling. Well, it is the gambling that kind of persuades Harvey. Why am I doing this for you? You're clearly yeah, just exactly. going to gamble all my money away. Because mm-hmm. Harvey's original idea is like, well, surely it's better for you to be in debt to me than it is to yeah. Nish. We will set up a payment loan. We'll do it between us. Everything will be absolutely fine. And the pressure massively gets taken off you, and you haven't got a potential murderer after you so that's a great idea in any other universe rocky would have gone yep that's genius thank you very much you're the best person in the world you will be having 11 pints a night from me in the vic marvelous thank you very much but uh, we say it all the gambling messes it up and then he shouts at harvey and it all goes terribly wrong getting us to the point where he has left with no other option in his mind than to go in the calf did you learn how to set fire to a building from doing this because i was i I learned some stuff (laughs) that I've missed something and I don't okay. know how because obviously I've watched it very in depth yeah, yeah, yeah. but obviously he goes to the cafe he so fiddles with fuse, fuse boards yeah, I know yeah, how yeah. fuse box works yeah, by yeah, the way yeah. definitely Good. do and obviously he puts the toaster on puts toast in what to make it look like when they forensically analyse it that someone went in to make toast yeah okay yeah but then when Harvey sees him later sorry I'm skipping ahead at Walford East and he says, you've got changed and you stinker aftershave. So did he, what, did he pour gas around as well? Because I missed that if he did. No, I think it was because he might smell a smoke. I think cause the fire was starting as he was leaving. Only so I think just he, there, barely. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't think it was, a, yeah, I think it must have just been, no, because, you know, the pe- petrol and stuff would have been instantly seen by forensics, so they would instantly know Yeah, that's it was, what it was I was arson. thinking. So I'm I didn't assuming... understand... Why you yeah, said, oh, so, you've got changed and stinker aftershave. Yeah, like, so I'm assuming it was sort of, he, maybe he was going overboard and trying to cover up, you know, and also he was going to cafe with the, he was going to meet cafe in the restaurant later anyway, so he wanted to get changed. And there's a few different elements. I think it, that didn't okay. enter my head in terms of that felt a bit weird. I think maybe he would have, maybe he was over paranoid and thought, well, I'm going to smell a smoke, so I need to change my clothes or something, you know. And also the fact that Harvey's the only one that actually knows what's going on. So he would have noticed that as well. So I think it all sort of landed on that in that respect i think um okay. but yeah so he does the toaster thing and a fire starts he gives himself an electric shock uh and the fire begins and he runs out the runs out the calf and goes to meet kathy in walford east fire is growing fire is growing fire is growing uh meanwhile peter and bobby peter sends bobby out for crisps bobby reluctantly goes and spots the fire going on in the calf runs in and <laughs> I mean, gets bless him. In. He gets, yeah, he, he he manages to get. Now, this one I actually thought was quite clever the way they did this, some of this, some of this, uh, because um, he puts the fire out at first and you kind of think, oh, no, that can't Where's be it. Surely that, can't, surely that yeah. can't be it. Surely that can't be it. Um, he inadvertently knocks the gas on whilst he's trying to look for a fire blanket. Uh, and then, sort of, uh, did you miss this? Somebody else. I saw a few people missing this online. Yeah, he he's when he's looking for the fire blanket, he knocks the gas on, and then that's what causes the that's explosion. That's what causes the explosion. Yeah, and that's what that was the other reason why I was wondering: is that why uh, Rocky stings? Is it because otherwise, how did it explode so much? And then uh, I thought I was just being thick I and not see. understanding about. No, no, no. Right. It's it's not. It's quite a quick moment. Like it was all quite quickly edited but yeah he, he, when he's looking for the fire like i think he's there's another fire extinguisher well he yeah. once he's trying to find some sort of fire detergent yeah. detergent I thought that were no <laughs> fire extinguisher because the yeah. first one he can't unclip yeah, so yeah then he yeah, goes yeah, for yeah. another one and i thought why is that relevant and yes. still missed it right yeah. so the gas is on at this point 
he after he's put the fire out and he's all sort of proud of himself marvelous yeah i'm a hero yes you are bobby to everybody you are the hero we love bobby um but then he's kind of like right well i need to see what damage has been done here i can't see a thing so the fuses have clearly been kicked out so i need to turn the lights on and the instant that he turns the lights on it creates a spark and the calf glows great explosion really nicely built up to and i was absolutely sort of floored by it the way that it was that it all played out was not expecting bobby to be in there was there a moment where you thought oh my god they've blown up bobby bobby's yeah. dead yeah when it first happened i thought no wait how, how are they going to make him survive that it's just literally yeah. blown it was up. a big how explosion he survived it yeah really big well, I thought, explosion. if anyone's if anyone's in the middle of that you're gonna well surely. bobby does bear in mind there was a bit of confusion because how bobby ends up where he ended up i do not know because he he starts off by the door setting yeah. the uh setting the fuse box off and then this explosion flies him across the apparently flies him across the other side of the calf underneath a table <laughs> like, well it could have there to be fair without it I... exploded i know what you're saying no i mean i'm not going to argue too much with this because people are all people i saw people questioning this and my answer to that is have you ever been in an explosion do you know how far you fly when you get blown away by a gas explosion no you do not so and it's only a small cafe so yeah it's not like it were that yeah. far really it wasn't that yeah yeah yeah. it was just an i think i think the weird thing was it was an odd direction like surely where yeah, he was standing yeah. he would have just gone through the windows but hey ho who cares it added to the drama we like that you know it's fine it's yeah. fine it's not a problem um again really nice enough for peter that now because this i think i mean i think it was cemented already but peter genuinely terrified my brother's in there i need to i need to save him those two are fine now i i love i love peter and bobby's relationship these days it really Same. works they fixed it that's fine. That works. Clennis has done his magic again there. Um, but Peter runs in, realises that Bobby must be in there. Um, Rocky follows him in because he's realised, oh my God, what have I done? Uh, so follows Peter in and then the ceiling caves in. It's all very dramatic and sort of explosion filled. And I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love all this sort of thing. I was trying to remember when the last big fire episode was. And I'm kind of struggling. Surely not when Phil set it on fire, the Vic. Uh, no, oh, what about a... when Dawn and the crazy no, was, doctor lady that was before, and the baby? That was before, that was before the Vic. Was that before fire. the Vic. Yeah, that was way before the were. Vic fire. Um, the only, oh no, yeah, the, it were, yeah, yeah. The only other fire it. episode I could think of was when um, Alfie set fire to Cat's house. Oh, set fires to Cat uh, around around 2015. Do you remember when she was all scarred when... for a, a week? <laughs> What about um, when Tommy got trapped? Oh yes, of recently. course. That was the last big. That was the last fire episode. The Mitchell house being on fire. Yes, well done. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So yeah. So it's been a while since we've had like a explosion and a big and fire a big and pyrotechnics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it was a good explosion because it was all set at night and explosions look amazing at night. You know, perfect. Definitely. Thank you very much. Bathed the the square in sort of orange glow and fire. Again, love the community stuff. The stuff in the Vic was nice. Everyone's kind of having a drink when they hear the explosion. Elaine's thought instantly, oh my God, a bomb's gone off. <laughs> well, you would though, to be fair, especially in Someone London as well. I would think they're on alert if they hear yeah. something like that. Yeah, terrorists have bombed our local greasy spoon. Yep, that's happened. <laughs> Marvellous well. stuff. Um so Rocky is obviously Rocky, Peter, and Bobby are now all unconscious under the rubble of the calf. Um, Kathy is feeling absolutely racked with guilt because she should have got uh, an emergency electrician in, and yes, she should have done. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, you should have she actually. Definitely should well, have what I thought is, when did she last have her pap testing? Because clearly, she's not had it done recently. There were no stickers on anything. No. You know, when you when you have a business, you have to get everything tested by an yeah. electrician. For such things, so such things don't happen. And then once they've once they've certified it, you get a little sticker on your plug socket and yeah. a tick. I mean, I'm guessing I'm guessing that in this sort of in this sort of business, as soon as your plugs are sparking and shocking people, then that business needs to be shut until you've got the you've got it fixed, surely, is it? And would her insurance be void as well? If she, she didn't. knowingly had an issue yeah. that were going on for so long without getting anyone out to yeah. look at it. That's and, gonna be you know they can prove yeah. that because insurers will do anything to not pay out. So and I don't how think many, she's gonna get it. Exactly. And how many members of the how many residents of the square have seen 
the plug sparking and see like Sonia Sonia kind of gave her a bit of medical treatment this week for God's sake well, because of the sparks. Can I ask can I ask something about Sonia and her yes. medical treatment? Yes. Is there a reason why you encourage somebody to drink more fluids once they've had an electric shock? Because it's shock. It's shock. He's dehydrated. I don't know. <laughs> I assume. I assume he's got something to do. I just I just thought that's if a in weird doubt, give him a drink. Well I heard I heard Bernie like Kathy, it's just something you do there, to be fair, yeah. in these situations. Drink, have some water. Kathy got a shock. Kathy got a shock and Bernie went, I'll get you a glass of water. And I thought, yeah, yeah that'll help. Yeah, that'll, that'll sort her out. But it is that'll what you do. You do like, get me a glass of water quick. Yeah. Get me a glass of water. Yeah. They need a water. Her hand's on fire. Get a, get a drink that. It'll, yeah. it'll, numb, it'll numb the burning. Um, so Peter and Bobby, by yes. the end of the week, they're in a critical condition. And we're sort of led to believe that, that one of them might not make it. I'm not having either of them die. Thank you very much. So... Same. I, I, I genuinely this week, even before the fire, we had a couple of shots of Rocky, and I thought he's going to die in it this week. Rocky's yeah. dying that fire. I was convinced. So oh, I was okay. very shocked. I was very shocked that he was the one who woke up first, and that yeah. the other two were in critical condition. Well, I mean, I'd argue that Bobby's probably in the most danger because he was in the explosion itself, and then he had a ceiling collapse on him. So Bobby's not going to be in a great state at the moment. He's not going to be and well. He... It was amongst the fire and smoke for like Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so Bobby, I would argue, was in the most danger. Obviously, you know, Peter has had a ceiling collapse on him, so that's quite heavy, and that will in a fire, but you know, da- in a fire, and again, smoke inhalation while he's unconscious, not good. Um, so I mean, I want to say they're both going to be fine, but they're not right. It's not going to be Peter. They've not brought Thomas Law back to no. kill him off. So and it's not, not going to Peter. kill Peter's going to be all right. No, and there's too much story potential with the Cindy Bobby stuff at the moment. Surely. Is there? Yeah, surely. They're not going to kill Bobby They're off. not going to kill Bobby They're off. They're just not going to kill Robert. Bobby off. Just they're not going to kill him off. Talking, idi- it's talking idiots. Him off. Nonsense. No, they're both fine. I did wonder. Didn't Rocky, he, he had a heart attack or something recently. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's okay now, but then they're going to see the after effects of it and maybe it will give him a condition and he'll so you, go that you reckon, way. You reckon Rocky's way is that he's going to die, basically? I would have been adamant at the start of this week, but then when he's woken up first. But I think if if out of the three of them, someone's going to die, it's yeah, going to be Rocky. Yeah, you kind of feel like it was the sort of event that you feel like someone should have died. But at the same time, yeah. if these are the three people that might die, I don't mind mm. if none of them dies. That's okay, because I feel like Rocky... I mean, I know we know that Rocky is leaving at some point, but you kind of feel, you kind of feel at this stage that it's either going to be as a result of being on the floor on Christmas Day or he's going to be arrested. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any need to kill Rocky off. Like, mm, I maybe. feel like he'd be a weak <laughs> suspect for the floor. I feel like Kathy wouldn't kill him for this unless Peter or Bobby died, which again but, feels unlikely. So maybe, maybe his gambling addiction <laughs> that we <laughs> yeah. maybe it's going to spiral and spiral and spiral when he does maybe. get out of hospital. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We were talking earlier very briefly and said, you know, we don't we don't imagine he's that addicted that he'd get out of hospital and go straight down to the bookies. Straight down to the bookies. <laughs> maybe maybe he does, Rob, and it keeps spiralling and spiralling, which gives Kathy more of a motive yep. to want to hurt him at Christmas. Maybe. And that's how maybe. it happens. And he don't get I... the insurance money after all, and he still carries on yeah. gambling. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I will hold my hands up to all possibilities. Um, but I th- what I do think you're right in is that I don't think she's getting that. They're going to get that insurance money. I don't think he's thought this through at all. So Nish is going to continue to pile on the pressure. Uh, maybe puts Nish in the line for Kathy. You know, so there's also it's all intertwi- it's all intertwining very, very nicely at the moment. Um, so it's all very exciting. So I liked the fire. It was nice. It was a nice big sort of event episode. It was good. Um nicely built up to the explosion looked good there was some really nice shots i really liked the moments where the camera was going a bit sort of like it was like it was like it was a documentary at one point wasn't it Did you know yeah it was very realistic when yeah. the paramedics were there and the fire brigade yeah i thought that worked yeah it might have been nice if they'd have just done that throughout the entire episode to sort of like slot them in night slot them in like throughout the entire episode. but i think that the shots themselves when you know people are getting pulled out of the building and all that kind mm. of thing that works really nicely um do you think we're going to get like a new calf set as a result of this? Well, surely. But no, then well, Kathy said that she liked it as it was. So exactly. She's going to try and just replicate it exactly. Exactly. And I'm sort of mm. reminded of do you remember the Rovers fire a few like a few years back when um, Cindy lived there? Yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Uh, like that burnt the Rovers to the ground, and yet it looked 
exactly the same when it was when it was uh, when it was when it was put back together again. So I wonder if that's going to happen here. Well, have you seen the behind the scenes of the fire that EastEnders yes. have released? Yes. Did you did you notice how they said when they were doing the interior shots, they just got a new set? So it's not like they did it in the cafe set. Yeah. So as far as we know, the actual set for the cafe is completely untouched. So it makes sense, maybe from it might be. Would you like to see like the cafe been replicated? Would you like to see some changes done to the cafe? I think it's modernized in a way that it like how it was already without losing what it actually looks like. The cafe, yeah. I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I don't think it's broken. But if it ain't broke, don't that, burn it, it down. Well, yeah, and that. But yeah. if you go into a cafe in real life, it would be a bit more modern than what we're seeing. We'll see. I, I know, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's why and see. I don't mind a new set. I think it might be quite nice. But you sort of wonder, because Kathy's clearly going to be key behind the designing of it. So I wonder whether she would change it all that much. I have to wait and see. Very exciting. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see how Bobby and Peter kind of get mm. out of this. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Ian and Cindy's reaction when they get back. I can sort of, of see course. Cindy strolling straight into Peter, to Bobby's room and taking his ventilator to give Peter extra breathe extra oxygen or something like that. She's not going to be that bothered that uh, Pete, that Bobby's uh, nearly on death's door, but Peter, she will be. Uh, I do wonder now about the relationship between Kathy, Ian, and Peter, and and all that kind of uh, that kind of thing. That's going to cause problems, isn't it? Because they knew about the electronics so why didn't kathy ring the electrics and all that kind of thing so it's going to cause issues there unless harvey comes clean to kathy as soon as possible and says you this, know what rocky started this yeah this is the key component isn't it harvey is mm. the the sort of ticking time bomb in the situation with this isn't he so it's gonna uh, interesting and then one final parallel obviously is the fact that this is now the second cotton who has blown up the calf that's of course nice well. that's nice yes. as well you know yeah we love it we love it love it love it um so have you got anything else to say about this story re no marvelous so yeah i really enjoyed it good week nice stunts episode they're all really well done um gold star i'm torn yes apart me wanted to give it to gina just for that little conversation oh okay with yeah Peter. yeah but I'm too pro Gina. I'm going to save that because I'm sure okay. I'm going to give it to her. She'll again. Learn, yeah, she'll learn it more. Yeah, she'll learn it. Yeah, but I love Gina. I really yeah, love Gina. Gina's great, um, and she's she's getting stronger every single week as well. She's definitely. really really good character. Then I'm torn because I thought Bobby did very well in the fire, yeah. very well. Yeah. Or Harvey, but I think I'm actually going to have to give it to Harvey for being such a good friend to Rocky. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm but I am going to give mine to Bobby. So Harvey okay. and Bobby for our gold stars this week. Uh, and thank you to the person who is keeping count. It will be relevant. Thank you. Thank you very it much. Will. It will be relevant. Don't you worry. Right then, ladies and gents, on top of all the madness that occurred this week, we have also had some news. A character is returning, but not as you once knew them. So let's have a look at the news and comments from you guys. <laughs> So, ladies and gents, we have a announcement for this week. Jack Branning's daughter, Penny, is making her way back to Walford after 15 years of living abroad. Uh, according to the BBC EastEnders Facebook page, having always had a fractured relationship with her dad, Jack, Penny has been living in France with her mum, Selina. Now she's on her way to Albert Square alongside her cousin, Lauren. But just what brings the two back to Walford now? Uh, rising star Kitty Castledine has been cast as Penny in her first major television role after graduating from the London Academy of Music and Drama this summer. Uh, Chris Clenshaw has said it's been a long time since Penny Branning was in Walford and she's a very different person from the one our viewers might remember. Kitty is a terrific addition to the show and we're looking forward to seeing Penny back in Albert Square. Ooh. Now, do you have many memories of Penny? Do you remember Penny? Yeah, I yeah. remember Penny. She's now, like my six. I don't know uh, yeah, why she's yeah. going back as an adult. Well, my uh, my memories of Penny, my lasting memories of Penny, was that she was a miserable cow, even as a kid. <laughs> she was such... Uh, she was hilarious, actually. She was so... Because she was yeah, so she down was, and so angry. She was very... Was she very cynical as well? Yeah, like really kids, cynical. She was quite cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope they keep that side of her because that was funny. Um, mm. But she is returning with Lauren. Now, why the hell... There's a few theories going around at the moment because the picture that they were there's a promo picture of both Lauren and Penny and they're both dressed mm. in black. So the theory yeah. is that they're going back for a funeral. So 
is I this think a funeral? He just looks smart now. Ooh. Is this a funeral because of the who goes on the floor on Christmas Day? No, no. Who could it no. be? No. no. Well, we don't know. We don't know, but it's very exciting. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant because of what's just happened in the cafe. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I was. No. But possibly, possibly, like maybe something's gone on there. We don't know. But this is exciting. I think this is going to add something new to the Denise and Jack dynamic. So that's good. And it's, yeah. And then bringing Lauren back as well. Max is surely just around the corner. Surely. You'd you'd think, but... We, I, we were suspecting that he might come back with Lauren, but it could come I back wonder, later down the line. I don't think I don't think they'll announce Matt's coming back. I think it will be a surprise reappearance. At some I point hope so. Around I Christmas hope so. time, I bet he's back on Christmas Day, unrelated to anything else. Oh, just turn yeah. up. Ooh, that would ooh, be good. That would be but, good. But so with Penny and Lauren, do you think? Obviously, when we last saw Lauren recently, she was in France. Penny was living in France, so yep. do you think she just went right? I'm going to go and see me clothes. Maybe, maybe. I had a bit of a look like online. Uh, this mother, Selena, uh, she was only ever in five episodes, so she's never been a big yeah. character. Just a mm-hmm. woman that Zach, uh, Jack had a relationship with, and Penny came along. Um, but it's a new sort of, it's a new kind of sister for Amy as well, so that's a nice little element to throw that in. Um, yeah, I don't know where this is going to go. This is this is potentially quite exciting, but it's about building up the brandings again. So I'm all for that. That's marvellous. Maybe she's going to kind of step into sort of, I mean, she won't be the same character, but maybe she's going to try and step into the Abbey role a little bit. That's sort of the vacant sister in that Lauren, Max and sort of Abbey triangle. Maybe that's going to fill that role up. My brain, my brain's just decided that she's going to get with Ravi or something to add another thing to that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know why I've just thought that. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how old she's know, supposed to be, actually. She's not... 25. But, um, oh, okay. Well, it probably has been around that time since she was last 25. in it. Oh, that's mad, isn't it? Um, kids age, Ray. We, we keep, we keep doing this. We keep being surprised that kids age. Um, so, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm uh, not sure when she's going to be back. I'm thinking this is all going to be this is all going to be playing into stuff that's going on throughout 2024, which, believe it or not, is next year. Uh, so next, that's like a month away, pretty much. A month away. Months. So, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. But very, very exciting. Right. Uh, Ray, have you got a comment to read for me, my darling? I have, this is from our YouTube uh, from Fabulous. last week, our YouTube video last week. This is from user MT5H who says, I think there is two dead bodies because in Linda's trailer, she was cleaning what? the floor in the living room and we know from the flash forward scene, the body is in the pub of the Vic. Unless this is a, unless this is a clue that maybe the fight with the body starts in the living room and ends in the pub of the Vic. Also, Linda has a cut lip in the flash forward scene, so she must get in a fight of some sort. Maybe she kills someone and then goes downstairs and comes across the other five standing upon another dead body. Ooh. That, two. A two? That would be good, though, wouldn't it? That would be a nice twist. I mean, a I genius mean. twist. Can you imagine the trauma of that Christmas day? Linda's just killed someone, wanders down. Oh, and there's another dead body there. Well, thanks, girls. This is just what I need you to right now. <laughs> oh interesting good point though because she is cleaning it in the living she's room she's cleaning upstairs so... yeah she's mm. cleaning upstairs i did notice that and it's just and the camera it's all about how the trailers kind of go together because i think it's sharon's where the camera zooms up and then we're and then it goes into linda's trailer so that's mm. yes Ooh. interesting <laughs> very very exciting i mean who knows who knows but it's i i, I think there is something to be taken out of the fact that linda's action is going on upstairs because it has sort of felt a little bit that linda is a little bit detached from whatever's going on on christmas day because she's walking into the room in the flash forward isn't she Mm. like she doesn't feel like she's everybody else is sort of gathered around the body and it it feels like linda's walking in and discovering it for the first time maybe so that's not a bad theory i think linda has something maybe linda kills dean on christmas day but then the six the the rest of the stuff is going on downstairs with another body altogether oh or that would possibly, be great. Or possibly, <laughs> you know, someone gets whacked over the head upstairs, staggers downstairs, and then and then, and then drops dead downstairs. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. That I mean oh, I cannot wait to find out what the hell is gonna happen on Christmas. But Day. why is she clean why is she cleaning? Why is she cleaning upstairs? In the living room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited, can't wait um, Next comment is from Becky L. Pickering Who says, I'm actually quite enjoying the Keanu storyline 
It's just so stupid. And he's just so <laughs> stupid and just cannot help just digging himself deeper and deeper holes. And he genuinely thinks that everything is fine and him and Sharon can now just be together again. It's honestly quite a nice break to have such a silly storyline off the back of quite a lot of hard-hitting storylines. It's just such fun OTT soap camp that I like to have now and again. I mean, that's a fair enough point. It is quite a very, it's a very soapy storyline, which yeah, I think you need every now and again. I mean, the sixth storyline in itself is quite a soapy storyline, which I think is why the fans are so kind of pulled in by it, because it's just it's just silliness, isn't it? it mm. At its heart, it's just a big soap silly storyline that everyone's kind of gripped by and wants to know what happens, rather than it being kind of like a really hard issue that we need to have like a helpline given to us at the end of each episode. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. It's nice to have those sorts of storylines where you're just watching it and being entertained sometimes. But yeah, it's the Keanu storyline is ridiculous. <laughs> like he is an idiot. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still reeling from last week. This week's yeah. not been too bad, but last week was just too much for me. I enjoyed it this week because it was more about like the implications of his yeah ridiculousness and him suffering just, for it. But yeah, it just feels too forced still to me. Like it's all just leading up to Karen's exit, and this was the kind of best way that they could think of doing it. Well, I, I get see. it though because it was like an accident, so they're trying to show it weren't that premeditated. But yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens with it. We shall see. Next comment. Uh, another one from our YouTube channel from Emmy from Mars, who said, I'm in hospital at the minute, being here eight bloody days. Cheered me up hugely to see my favourite podcast posted. Love you both. Oh. I just wanted to say, get well soon. I hope you're out. Yeah, get well soon. I hope you're out now. I hope that's I hope mm. that's all the thing in the past now. But get if you're still in hospital, get well soon. Hello. Hope you're okay. Hi, Hi, Hi. Emmy from Mars. And thank you for your kind words, because that does actually make us doing this every week feel worth it. And we get, some, yeah, we get a lot does. of nice comments, but, you know, stuff like that now and again is a nice boost for us. So we hope you're yeah. feeling OK and get very well soon. Um, and if you would like to send us a message or a comment or a question, ask us a question. We don't get very, we don't get many questions about ourselves. Mm, feel free. Might not, an, might not answer it, but we tend <laughs> how personal you get. Um, but you can do that by doing any of the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. Drop us an email at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash E20 After Dark. We're going to get to a stage where you know that off by heart. One day soon it'll happen. You'll be able to just reel that off. What are you talking about? I weren't reading that. I did just reel that (laughs) off. What are you on about? Nah, nah. (laughs) Spoiling the illusion, Rob. It wasn't an illusion. That's not an illusion. Don't you worry. No, you will be able to. I swear to God, it will. It will. You'll say it enough times, and it will just reel off in your head, and it'll all be beautiful. I'm telling you now, but you do it very. You read it very beautifully. Has to be said. Um. So next week, everybody. We discussed the Sharon storyline at the start of this episode, and it seems that next week, we know that Albie's having to go to hospital for blood tests. Will those blood tests throw up a few questions? That's uh, all happening next week, and I'm very excited about it. So we'll be here same time next week, uh, and we hope to see you there. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye for me. Goodbye. Bye.